You're listening to the Health Call Radio Hour, where doctors, researchers, authors, nutritionists, and top health professionals share the latest news about staying well and living better. The information you hear today is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, but it's always timely, credible, interesting, and best of all, there's never a copay. Now, here's your host, health and wellness correspondent, Lee Kelso. Well, thank you for tuning in. It is great to have you here. Our focus today is your amazing human brain and the millions of people who suffer and suffer deeply each time they have migraine. Finding relief can be a frustrating experience, and if you're one of the millions who suffer in silence, now is a good time to get back on the hunt for a solution. Many new drugs are now available, everything from pills to injections, even a nasal spray. And as we'll learn today, there are some over-the-counter nutrient and herbal combinations that can help prevent migraines for many people. To learn more about all of this, I turn to pharmacist and clinical nutritionist Greg Russell. He's a compounding pharmacist who created Fort Wayne Custom RX at 425 East DuPont Road, right behind the Casa Grill. As the name implies, he works with physicians to create custom therapies for people with body chemistry that can result in a lifelong struggle with crushing pain. They are a basically a, a brain that becomes inflamed and goes kind of out of whack. And, you know, our, our brain chemistry is, is a fine balancing tool of uh, flowing of chemicals and brain chemicals and blood flow into the brain. And when things go wrong, um, there's this initial, uh, it's almost kind of like you're going into shock. You know, there's this initial ex excess flow of blood into the brain and it triggers off this this chain reaction that's very very complex and early on we used to treat these type of headaches with certain drugs that kind of cause constriction of different vessels of the brain and you know some of those old-fashioned medications would work for some and then didn't work so well for others and um, unfortunately there's so many migraine sufferers and it seems to affect three times as many women as men so unfortunately ladies are at higher risk and there's lots of different theories on why some of that is part of it's probably because of estrogen's role in the brain and and the fluctuating hormone levels during menopause or uh, as they're before menopause um and um so there's, it, it's a very complex system, and serotonin, norepinephrine, some of the old-fashioned neurotransmitters are involved, and there's some new ones, too, some different uh, peptides now that have been investigated, and that's kind of where modern pharmacy is going to today. Lots of new drugs. Uh, there was a nasal spray that was just approved earlier this year, and in the past couple of years, there have been several new medications. Um, and you were telling me earlier, Greg, they are so expensive and some of them are not well tolerated. Tell me more about that. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, these, uh, these new drugs called the calcium gene-related peptide antagonists, or we call them CGRP, you know, quite long-name product class of drugs. But they work on a peptide that's, that's involved in that inflammatory response, and they block that peptide's uh, – uh, they address it by blocking that peptide. And – so what these, these chemicals do is they are uh, biological uh, agents. They're monoclonal antibodies, so they're expensive to make. Uh, and, of course, so every one of the big giant pharmaceutical makers are, are you know, that work in the brain, area of brain chemistry ha has a product out there. But um, 
you know, uh, generally they're they're pretty they're pretty good as helping prevent headaches. Um, some of them are being indicated also for a dual role of treatment, which is the new one that just came out as also a dual role for treatment and prevention. Um, they have to you have to be careful if you have a hypertension, for example, with some of them. Um, and uh, but probably their biggest thing is some of them have to be injected. Some of them you have to go to a doctor's office to get an infusion. They're typically used. Um, there are some oral ones, um, but they are pretty expensive. They somewhat, they range anywhere from approximately a thousand dollars to three thousand dollars a month. Wow! Yeah, for those guys that are self-pay, that's uh, that, that hurts. Tell me, what do you see? What do the patients you treated? Uh, what do they have in common? One of migraine sufferers kind of follow a path yeah um i think a there you know i always recommend people when they have a when their migraine suffers you know keep a migraine diary you know you're looking for different things different triggers and certainly caffeine can be a trigger for some people certain wines can be a trigger and then our good old friend that you and i've talked about over and over again is sugar sugar mm -hmm. seems to play a role and and some people they just really dramatically reduce their sugar consumption that can certainly be helpful but we also know that some of our minerals play a role into that too, like magnesium. We know migraine sufferers tend to have lower magnesium levels. And so not that that's necessarily the cause, but that certainly is an association. And so that will be one thing that we would look at is trying to make sure people have adequate magnesium in their body. As you work with patients, um, I know that you know, you, you've seen a broad range of things come and go over the years. Is it safe to say that today's doctors are focused on the new, new thing and maybe not so much in tune with what had worked before and might still be effective? Well, I think that's that's fair to say. And I think, for example, the pharmaceutical industry moves away from some of the older products. I know some of them have been discontinued. There was a product that was an ergotamine product called Hydrogene that was available. I don't believe that's available anymore. Uh, we can compound that on a prescription um, there was an old product called Midrin that had three ingredients in it. One would be in Tylenol, which, of course, helps with analgesic activity. One being uh, isomethheptane, which kind of works like some of the newer products. It, it, it causes that vasoconstriction, uh, that spasming vessel helps control that. One of them was a sedative that's been pulled off the market called dichlorophenazine. Well, we've made that product compounded those products with the two ingredients without the dichlorophenazine, or we've added something like hydroxazine, which also kind of helps people relax and rest. So that product's, you know, available to be compounded. Um, so if the, uh, you know, patients that had success with Midrin, but now it's not available, that might be an option for them. We've, we've had headache clinics send us prescriptions, for example. There's a big one out of Michigan one and a big one out of Chicago that we see, see prescriptions from. So the bottom line is, no matter where you live, uh, it, there's a compounding pharmacy probably in your area. And it's worth having a conversation with that pharmacist because you may know things that doctors aren't that aware of or have forgotten, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. So, you know, uh, we do have access to, you know, USP approved chemicals and, of course, can compound them. Uh, if the products are still approved by the FDA and, you know, we we can help patients find things that they used to use but just aren't available. So not in every circumstances, but it's amazing a little imagination we can get that done. So um, there's other things that we've done. I, I, I like a promethazine wrist gel. We've made a lot of migraine sufferers to have nausea and some of the medications can cause nausea. So to kind of counter that, 
We make a, it used to be promethazine was available as a tablet, but of course, if you're nauseous or throwing up, vomiting, you're not going to keep a tablet down. So the alternative was a uh, suppository. Well, people don't love suppositories necessarily. So mm -hmm. this is kind of, it's a nice gel. We just rub it on the wrist and that kind of helps with some of the migraine and adverse effect of being a migraine sufferer. So let me get that straight. It's just a gel that I apply that that keeps the nausea in check. Yeah, it's got uh, it's promethazine. It's a, it's a drug that's been used for nausea. Um, it's available in hospitals, for example, as an injectable. Um, certain patients shouldn't use it, but uh, shouldn't be used in children, for example. And I've also <laughs> had doctors write it for patients that get car sickness. Oh, um, yeah. they get in the car and they have to drive. They get car sickness. So that's it's a nice dual. It's a nice product for that. Okay, prescription only, though. Prescription okay. only, yep. And in just a moment, we will shift our conversation with pharmacist Greg Russell away from drugs to something he knows well, nutrients and herbs that can help prevent migraines. And you're going to hear that amid all the misery of migraine, researchers have found one positive effect they just can't explain. I'll have that for you at the top of our next segment right here on the Health Call Radio Hour. You're listening to the Health Call Radio Hour, your regular weekend appointment with top healthcare professionals, where every session is painless and we never keep you waiting. Now back to health and wellness correspondent, Lee Kelso. Welcome back. Today we are looking for answers for people who suffer from migraines, those crushing headaches that typically hit during the peak of life in your most productive years. One migraine researcher told me a cruel punishment of migraine is patients feel a sense of shame. Patients are often painted as slackers by their coworkers who just don't understand that migraine is more than just a headache. This condition comes with a higher risk of stroke and heart attack and psychiatric disorders like depression and anxiety. But get this, a study of 75,000 women found those with active migraine are up to 30% less likely to develop type 2 diabetes. Now, scientists are still trying to figure out why that can be. They just don't know. Pharmacists have figured out that certain vitamins, minerals, and herbs can help prevent migraine. Pharmacist Greg Russell from Fort Wayne Custom RX has combined these ingredients into a product that you can buy over the counter without a prescription. It's called Migraine Clear. Yeah, we've had this product manufactured for us, and it's kind of a play off another product that uh, was around, or is still around. You can see it. It's a combination of magnesium and riboflavin, but it has some other herbs in it that I like. So we'll start with magnesium and riboflavin. So like I said earlier, magnesium has been shown to be lower, uh, lower levels um, for uh, in patients that suffer migraines. There is a study that shows that a drug, when used in combination with magnesium, it's called valproic acid, they were able to actually lower the dose of the valproic acid when it was used in combination with magnesium, and it was more effective. It helped reduce the headaches. So we know that magnesium has a role in that transmission of those brain chemicals, and we also know that um, they've done samples where they've uh, migraine sufferers versus people that didn't have migraines mm -hmm. and that they were considerably lower in magnesium. So we do know that, especially for spasmy headaches, magnesium seems to have a role. Okay, so this migraine clear has magnesium in it, so that's a mineral, but there are also some herbs included, and one of them I've never heard of before, butter burr. Tell me what that is and how it has uh, an effect. 
Yeah, Butterbur is really interesting. It, it seems to also work on these construction of these vessels. It's, back years ago, Butterbur was one of those few herbs that actually the FDA said, hey, this shows the medical associations said, hey, Butterbur is effective. And uh, so it's kind of nice because a lot of products don't have Butterbur in them. And one of the reasons it's kind of fallen a little bit out of favor in, in mainstream medicine is because there is a cross-contamination. There are different chemicals in butterbur that are actually toxic to the liver. So making sure that you get a great quality butterbur product is, is essential. And so that's, you know, the product we brought in is a real clean product for that reason. And we do recommend that, you know, people do get their liver enzymes checked on a yearly basis, maybe every six months the first year, just to make sure something's not going on that they don't know. There is also some people are, are ragweed sufferers. There is some cross allergy issues with butterbur. So we have to be careful with those type of patients too. But uh, it does seem to help lower inflammation and it stops that constriction process, part of that chain reaction. Riboflavin has been used yeah. also. That's a B, B2 vitamin. Now this one is not your 25, 50 milligrams that you see over the counter. It's usually around 400 milligrams a day that people need. Um, the thought is that it's involved in those energy pathways in the brain of the mitochondria as they work in the brain. And so, again, we don't really know why it works, but it does seem to work. And these products have about, a, you know, about 40 percent of patients will will say they get some kind of relief with these products. 40 so percent high, really. Those are pretty good odds. Mm -hmm. Feverfew is another herb that is in this compound. Tell me what's its role. It seems to uh, decrease serotonin. So. There are certain the tryptin type drugs worked on a, on serotonin in the brain, so this is kind of mimicking serotonin's effect, and we know that that's involved in this. Um, it also works again on those prostaglandins, and again another set of brain chemicals that works. Small studies show some benefit, um, but we do need some larger studies. So we throw it in there; it's, it seems to help, and um, and then we have some other. Uh, herbs that we use like ginkgo and ginger root. Ginger root kind of, you know, we know it helps with nausea. So we kind of like that. It also has anti-inflammatory pain reducing effects. And ginkgo is another drug that seems to help with brain circulation of the brain. Got to be cautious for people on blood thinners, of course, with that, that one. So I love this product. It's uh, usually dosed two capsules twice a day. And the goal here is preventative, right? So I, I take this on an ongoing basis. Yeah, I would probably try it for two to three months, see if that's making a difference. If it's not, then, you know, it doesn't work for everybody, like I said. Does this reduce the frequencies or severity? What's, it does, where's its it, target, really? It does both. So it, it seems to do both. And again, I think, um, you know, we talk about this neuronal balance, you know, this, these chemicals. If you could kind of stabilize the brain and kind of calm it down. Is the way I kind of look at it. If the brain gets kind of calmed down, then you have less chance of a, a major issue when you do get one, or hopefully the frequency be, uh, declines too. So that's yeah. kind of the, the goal. So I have seen um, over-the-counter products that are specifically like Excedrin migraine formulations and, you know, the supermarkets all have some kind of a migraine compound. What what typically are those, and and what's the risk? They they primarily contain our good old friends, the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, which you know I'm not a real huge fan of, right. um, because long-term use. We know that overuse of these products actually can cause what we call rebound headaches. So you know that's that's one of the the, the 
wonderful things. It's an advantage and a disadvantage in a modern society is you can walk in anywhere and get these products, but you can also overuse these products. Many of them contain caffeine. Like I said, some people caffeine is real helpful and other people caffeine seems to trigger. So it's, it's, it's a mixed bag. They can be helpful, um, but long-term use, you don't want to use those products long-term. Not all migraine sufferers go to the doctor. Many people just suffer in silence. There's, that's that's probably the saddest thing is that a lot of people do suffer in silence. Um, uh, you know, they roughly about a third of the people that have migraine sufferers don't go to the doctor. You know, and so it's, it's been estimated. So they just suffer in silence, and, and that's the sad thing is because the interesting thing is whether you're using a preventative nutritional product to try to help or even a prescription drug. They are, high, they are effective, and um, they're not effective for everybody, and sometimes you have to switch drugs around to see what works for you. And, of course, you, your, your doctor has to look at your medical condition. For example, I would not give a ergotamine-type medication to somebody who has hypertension, especially uncontrolled hypertension. Your ergotamines themselves, because they constrict those vessels, overuse of them can cause rebound headaches, but they also can cause poor circulation issues, and, of course, in the most severe cases, can even cause gangrene. So, you know, these, these drugs have to be prescribed by a family physician or even maybe a neurologist that knows what to look for on this. If I'm just not getting a response, uh, the medications aren't working for me, or maybe I just feel as though I'm not in sync with my doctor, uh, what's the role that a pharmacist can play in this, in this yeah. combination of, of care? Well, any pharmacist should be able to look through patients' medications. That's, that's the first thing we, we would recommend you do. We look at your medications. Is there a specific medication that might be causing the migraine headaches, especially if you started something new? And then that's usually, sometimes that's obvious and sometimes it's not so obvious. But we want to make sure, you're, A, you're taking your prescription medications right. Could be you're just not taking any medication properly and, you know, a side effect could be the headache. The other thing I look at being for kind of on the nutrition end of the business, you know, how, how is your diet? You know, we, we know that environmental triggers are huge. Is your diet clean enough? Are you eating organic? Are you eating non-processed foods? Because we know there's chemicals. Are you doing everything you can to try to prevent being exposed to environmental chemicals? Are you, how's your liver functioning? Do you need to consider using some nutritional products that are going to help support your liver for we're trying to just make your organs, your elimination organs work better by using herbs and vitamins and, and a clean diet. So, you know, those are things that we can help patients with. They can certainly, you know, contact our pharmacy and make an appointment. Um, and we're happy to sit down and look at what we can do to help them, support them. Again, that is pharmacist Greg Russell, the founder of Fort Wayne Custom Rx. You will find them online at fwcustomrx.com. Or you can visit the pharmacy in person at 425 East DuPont Road. I'll have links to the website and information about the Migraine Clear compound we discussed in the show notes of today's broadcast. Now, if you know someone who suffers migraines, point them to the Health Call website for a video version of today's broadcast at healthcall.live. It's also available as a podcast on all the major services. You know, migraines can happen at any age, but they do tend to appear most often in women at around age 25. The good news is that after age 40, they tend to decline in frequency and severity, but can be aggravated by menopause. Guys, this is one situation in which it looks like we caught a lucky break. We have more about your amazing brain just ahead as we look at a new effort to define what it means to be brain dead and why that's important. 
It's coming up in the second half of today's Health Call Radio Hour. Podcasts by Federated Media. 